let's discuss how to blog and make money even as a complete beginner. Now, this is super important because even if you're just trying to create a new passive income stream for yourself, or if you're really just trying to completely replace your nine to five job like I was able to do with blogging, then you're going to want to pay attention to this because there's a right way to do it. You need to be able to attract the right people, but then also offer them solutions to their problems. But that is easier said than done. So let's simplify this as much as we possibly can. Let's discuss. And welcome to the Blogger Evolution. My name is Chris and I wanna welcome you. Here we talk about creating passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. I hope you're having a great week. I know I am. Uh, my son Benji just finished uh, preschool and as a treat, me and my wife decided to take him to um, an amusement park and show him how proud we were that he was able to, you know, get through the entire, you know, really first year of school for him. It was probably tougher on us than it really was on him, to be honest. But the best part about it is that I did that and we went to the amusement park at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. That's something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I was still working a regular nine to five job. I would have still been you know, at work. But I've been doing this blogging thing full time now for about four years, and I'd love to show you how to do it as well. So I want you to check out my free workshop that I also have regarding this entire subject on how to build a passive income from a blog. Go check it out over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. It's 100% free. It's a workshop. It's a training. It's going to show you everything step by step on how you're able to uh, build this passive income stream. But we're going to also talk about it a lot in this video as well. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. But if you want to check out that free training, be sure to go check it out over there at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. So the number one thing that you need to do in order to uh, make money from a blog is you need to have what I like to call the reason, okay? Now, the reason, this is super important because I started blogging in 2015, but to be honest, I didn't really take it seriously until 2017. So I wasted two years because I didn't know this one crucial fact. So around this time, what really made matters worse is that I was working a dead-end job. I was working anywhere from 12 to 15 hours a day and my son was growing up without me. He was doing things and I was missing him every single day. And I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself because I realized that if I didn't figure this out, I could be considered a bad father. And that's not something that I really wanted at the time or at any time for that matter. So in 2015, I did start doing some things, you know, but my reasoning at that time for doing it, my whole reason why I was trying to make any type of thing that I was working on, especially the blogging successful, was because I was doing it just for the money. Now, at the time, we were in a lot of credit card debt, around $30,000 worth of credit card debt. So it wasn't a happy existence at the time because every single dollar that we had was already accounted for somewhere else. We had very little expendable income to really do anything. So I started just looking for other ways to try to make some money online. Um, outside of just the blogging, I did a lot of other stuff as well because I was just trying to make money. I remember moonlighting as a DJ. I did photography, micro jobs online, surveys online. I even dabbled in some multi-level marketing companies that I can't stand by now. Um, <laughs> I flipped clothes on eBay. I flipped computers on eBay. But the thing was, each one of those things that I tried, every single one of them, failed. I may have made a few dollars from it, but it was nothing really to write home about. 
but it was mainly because my motivation was just to make money until until we found out that we were pregnant in May of 2016. And all of a sudden, my reasoning, my why completely changed, completely changed. When we found out that we were pregnant, I found my why. And once I found that why, everything changed because my back was against the wall. I refused to quit. I had to figure something out. Otherwise, I don't know how I would have supported a family. So I didn't know what to do at this point. My back was against the wall. And then as a reminder, when I was able to finally push through, it was because money wasn't the driving factor. My family was the driving factor. I wanted them to love me, you know, to be around more for them. You see, when you're going just for money, when your reason, the reason that you're doing this is just for money, that's almost like an anti-motivation because when the money's not rolling in, you're going to give up. And that's not what we want. We don't want you to give up. We want you to keep pushing because once you finally make it to the other side, that Google prove it period that that blogging seems to make us go through, you're going to make it on the other side and actually start making a decent amount of money from your business. So let's give you a couple of things that I would do and things that I did and things that I would do even in the future that I still do to this day before I launch a new blog or a new business. I want you to sit down and ask yourself, even get a piece of paper out and a pen and just say, why do I want to do this? Why do I want to start a blog to make money? Why is it that this is a goal of mine at this moment? Now, uh, for a lot of you, and I, I totally understand because I was in the exact same spot, your answer is going to be money. I want to make money. I get it. You want to make money. You want to be able to make this, you know, turn into something. But let's go a few layers deeper. Instead of just saying, I want to make money, that's perfectly okay. But now ask yourself this question, why do you want to make money? Really think about that. Why do you want to make money? And don't just give a superficial answer. Really ponder on it. Think about it. Give it a couple really minutes of thought and write down what's what's floating around in your brain. You know, for me, the idea was to have more time. So that might be your thing. Getting some real time freedom, right? To be able to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, right? But that's still, time is good, but it's still not good enough, so I want you to do it again. Time, I want more time. That's great. Now, why do you want more time? For me personally, I wanted more time because I wanted to be with family. I wanted to hang out with friends more. I wanted to do other things than sitting behind a desk for 15 hours a day. And that's good, too, to be able to be with your family. That is great. That could be a very good motivation. It was a big motivation for me, but maybe go a little few, uh, go a little more layers deeper. Why do you want to be with your family? And that's really where the rubber started to meet the road for me. I wanted them to know that I was there for them and that I loved them. And that ended up being my why. That ended up being my reason for doing this was because I needed to do it for them. And I wanted them to like the fact that I was around. I didn't want to be the stranger in the household that really spent more time away from home than at home. That's not what I wanted. And once that was really everything for me, then everything changed and nothing was going to stop me from figuring this blogging thing out. So that's a really a 
mindset thing. And sometimes people will get on you. Oh, you got to have mindset and yada, yada. That's just hogwash. Mindset's everything. Because if you have the right mindset, you will push through anything. Think about that. The number two thing that you need to have is you need to choose a niche or a topic for your blog. Now, niche selection, honestly, is going to make or break your blog, bar none. If you choose the wrong niche, you're going to find yourself spinning your wheels for a very long time. And there's a ton of things that you need to consider, but there's only one thing that matters. The last thing that you want to do is spend a ton of time spending your spinning your wheels trying to figure out uh, uh you know trying to figure out a blog without having a good direction in terms of the niche or the topic of the blog i mean you could spend months or even years in the wrong niche and just not realize it and i don't know if you remember from um the episode from last week we talked to, we talked about nessa nessa has spent 10 years blogging and made zero dollars now, that's scary, and I don't even recommend that, uh, obviously, at all. But a big reason for that was because she didn't have a good niche. So how do you avoid this? Well, outside of from the extreme nature that Nessa had in, his, in her example, a big way to avoid this is, or at least let me tell you what I did, all right? So one of my first niche sites was on road bikes. Now, I'm going to be honest. I could care less about road bikes. I don't know anything about them. I just know how to ride a bike. And I just happened to do that because I learned when I was a kid. All right. But that was one of my first niches. I knew nothing about it. But the one thing I did know was that they were high priced products and that they made a lot of money if you were to get someone to buy them on Amazon. But again, I didn't know anything about the subject. So I just dived in full force because I, at this time, one of my first blogs, I didn't really know what I was doing. I spent about a month building up that site, but because I didn't know anything about it, putting together the content was tough. It took me a long time just to write one article. And I granted, I only wrote like four or five articles on that site to begin with. So what I ended up doing, and I don't recommend this, by the way, is I ended up heavily borrowing from a competitor that I just randomly found on Google. I don't know what told me that maybe he had a successful blog. I didn't have any tools or anything to let me know what kind of traffic they were getting or if they were even making money or if it was just a random site on the Internet. But whatever it is, it looked professional to me at the time. And I decided, you know what? This guy looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm just going to copy his stuff. I regret that, by the way, and it hadn't done it since. But I was brand new and, again, didn't really know what I was doing. But I had a process. I had a plan and I was running through it. I was excited. I was putting together this website. I had about four or five articles on it. I put my affiliate links in there. I was ready for people to land on the site, click on it, and I just going to sit there and make the money. I remember hitting publish on those articles and literally just sitting back, crossing my arms, smiling, just waiting for the cash to roll in. Well, guess what happened? I waited, I waited, and I waited some more. And I got zero traffic, zero. I even got desperate one time. I remember I went to a, a Fiverr gig and I this guy said he could send, you know, 10,000, 100,000, I don't even remember the number, to my site for $5. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous when you think about it now, but I went ahead and paid the guy to do it. And I remember the traffic started rolling in like the next day. I was ecstatic. I was like, oh man, if two people start getting some stuff, this is going to make, this is going to make me some decent money. Well, all those people hit the site. They were on there for like half a second, according to the bounce rate and the time on page, which ended up, you know, kind of getting my site delisted from Google. 
yeah other other um other than the copied content that i had on there i kind of spun it to try to make it a little original but it was essentially the same thing and then paying for this i don't even know this this traffic that was sitting there from google i was devastated because after doing all of this stuff and putting all of this time money and effort into it it ended up just becoming an entire wasted month of time and that's, I can't stand wasting time, man. I, I, can't, I can't. That's one of my biggest pet peeves is wasting time. You see, the problem that I didn't realize was that I didn't like the niche. I didn't know anything about the niche. It took me hours to create the content because I had to do research to put something out there that was at least somewhat legible, that at least somewhat could be readable to somebody. And the site got delisted and I just... I lost my motivation because I didn't want to do it again. Because how did I know that performing that same act wasn't going to cause a similar result? So here's a few things that you can do to avoid this. When choosing your niche, the um, this is, oh, actually, this is a very important uh, aspect I want you to understand. The amount of time that you know about your niche is the less time it's going to require you to generate content for that niche. So if you're in your niche for a really long time and you know a lot about it, it's not gonna take you as long to create that content. And here's another part of it too, even if you're not creating the content yourself and you're paying a writer to write this content for you, it's helpful if you know the niche at least a little bit so that the content that they're creating is accurate and that they know what they're talking about. Because once you publish it and put it onto the internet and someone else who's really gung-ho about the niche finds your site and you start using different words or phrases or sound like you don't know what you're talking about, they're just going to immediately bounce and not buy anything from you. That's not what we want, right? So choose a niche or a topic that you are interested in. I'll tell you right now, hobbies, they're huge right now. They are amazing. Any type of hobby that you have, you can usually start a niche site on it and start making some money with it literally within a few weeks or a few days. In fact, the Project Colvin case study that I have, um, if you haven't checked that out, be sure to go check it out. There's about six or seven months worth of content out there talking about Project Colvin from when I first taken, when I first uh, acquired the site to now it's, make, it's approaching around $500 per month in revenue. And I don't do much other than just adding articles every month. It might take me five to 10 hours total. You know, I mean, that's that's pretty passive, in my opinion. And the site just consistently generates and is increasing in its revenue and traffic. It's a hobby. It works. It's a good niche. I validated that niche. I made sure that I was going to make some money with it, which actually brings us to uh, the next step is you need to be able to validate your niche. You know, there's one thing that you have to do and avoid at all costs. And that's validate your niche. There's plenty of people online that have huge, huge followings. I mean, sometimes they'll have millions of subscribers, millions. And then you look into their bank account or something, maybe not directly to their bank account, but you hear them talking about how they're not making any money from it. And you're like, how? With millions of people who are following you, who are watching your videos, and you're not making any money from it? It's because they're missing this one crucial thing. And it's sad because it honestly takes blood, sweat, and tears to build an audience, especially to build a targeted audience who is really interested in what it is that you have to say, like, and promote. 
But once the traffic flows in, it's exhilarating. Those endorphins start kicking in, right? Because you create a video and you get thousands and thousands of views and you're like, oh, this is amazing. But you can make a full-time income with just a few dozen or a hundred views, you know, per video. Because it's not necessarily the volume in, in the likes and the engagement and the comments. It's, are you actually motivating people to make an action? And hopefully it's an action that requires not, or an action that helps you make some money on the back end. It's all a waste of time if you don't know how to validate and monetize your audience and validate and monetize your niche. You see, building up an audience with no monetization strategy at all will be one of the most demoralizing things you will ever do because you'll have this huge audience that you have to create content for, yet you're not making any money from it. Now, there's other ways you can do it, especially if you have a big audience. You have like merchandise and uh, Patreon and all of those fun things. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of those. I'd rather do something like affiliate marketing or even creating your own product. You see, when you choose the right niche, it gives you confidence to move forward because you know that the content that you're creating is going to net you revenue on the back end. Before diving into a space, do this. Work backwards. When you know what your goal is, you'll know what you have to do to work towards it. So go on Google, pull up your computer, go to Google, type whatever your niche happens to be an affiliate program afterwards. So if you are, and you know, I like to use this, if you're in the cap space, all right, type cap affiliate programs. Or if you're in coffee, coffee affiliate programs. There's tons of websites out there that have already done the research for the highest paying and, you know, uh, good coffee programs or hat programs or golf or origami or whatever you happen to be doing. They're already out there. You just got to find one that you like, that you enjoy, that you feel confident in promoting and partner up with them. Become an affiliate of theirs. Now, a really ninja trick with this as well is don't just find things on Amazon to promote. That works, but find some digital courses, find some services, some subscriptions. Subscription boxes are huge nowadays. Find something that's a little more higher ticket or is a recurring item. And when I say higher ticket, I mean something that's going to get you $50, $100, $200 per sale or more. Or a recurring program. If a recurring program is going to get you 20 to 30 to 50 dollars every time someone remains a member in whatever it is you're promoting like a subscription box then that adds up quickly when you start getting more and more people on it so find those types of affiliate programs and promote those as the starting point on your website and then work your way there work backwards because now you have a direction for yourself direction for your blog With that in mind, let's go on to our number four point is you need to set up your blog sales funnel. Now, this is a big problem for newer bloggers that I've noticed, but it's easily, easily avoidable. I want you to imagine a room with a thousand people in it and they're all screaming at the top of their lungs. I can imagine it's just chaos, right? You wouldn't even know what to do in a situation trying to, you know, let alone figure out why a thousand people are screaming at the top of their lungs. But it's just sheer chaos in that room right now. But the only way to really have any type of of calmness on your blog or in that room is to organize the people. 
So get on stage, grab a microphone, do something, get everyone's attention and say, hey, if you like pets, go to that room. If you like sports, go to that room. If you like, you know, um, kids and children or and you want to have kids or whatever, go to that room. You know, all of a sudden people are will quiet down and they'll know where they need to go. Now they're in much smaller rooms. It's a little more organized. Now you can talk to them directly about what it is that they are interested in. If they have kids, you know, maybe they can, you can talk about different types of educational toys with them. They'd be interested in it. If they are into sports, you can talk about if they're into golf or basketball or whatever, you can talk specifically to them and you know that that group of people is interested in that thing. You see, without a funnel that we build on our site, we are funneling these people to other rooms because we know what it is that they are interested in and what we can promote to them. Without a funnel, your website is a room of thousands of screaming people who have no idea what to do next. So when you find an affiliate program, I want you to find a handful of them that you really like, that, that you, you wouldn't mind promoting ethically, and maybe think that your audience would enjoy these things, and produce a great written review of that product. Now, if you own the product, that's even better. You can write reviews where you don't own the product, but 99% of the time it's better if you owned it. But create a review, and then on that review, I want you to load it with affiliate links. I mean, don't get super spammy with it, but make sure you have a call to action at the very beginning of the article. Call to action toward the middle and a call to action at the very end of the article. Include a button that says, hey, click here to go check out the latest prices. Also include contextual links, meaning you can put those in a paragraph and just say, click here to go check out the latest prices on this product. I want you to do that and make sure all of the pictures that you might include in that um, article as well are also affiliate links to the place. Now, the idea here is not necessarily to rank that article on Google. If it ranks, great, that's actually a bonus, but that's not really what we want this particular article to do. This is our landing page. This is a place that people are going to land, read about our product, and hopefully click on it and go buy. Some people call this the hub and spoke method where you're essentially just creating content around the topic and then having a call to action in most of those articles to that landing page, to that review. In a Blog Builder Pro, my program and my students, I call it the focal point project because we are trying to focus as much content as we possibly can to just a handful of articles that we are considering our money pages. I didn't used to do that, but once I did, even with brand new sites, I was able to start earning revenue with those sites in weeks, sometimes in days, because I would write, I would write the content that was uh, interesting, that people were looking for on Google, and because they're already interested in that particular topic, it would be a natural transition to recommend, hey, go read this review about this product, and people would go and buy. What the greatest part about affiliate marketing is that you don't need thousands and hundreds and millions of people. You just need one person to make an action and you get paid. Without a clear funnel on your site, people aren't going to know what to do next. Imagine Ikea. 
If you've ever been to an Ikea, it's like a maze once you get in there. The whole You can't go there for 15 minutes and leave. You're stuck there for 45 minutes or an hour walking through their maze. But it's because they tell you everywhere you got to go. Turn left here. There's arrows on the floor, the little light arrows, right? There are arrows everywhere because they are trying to direct you through their maze. That's how your website needs to be. Direct people, don't assume that people know where to click or what to do, tell them what to do. Tell them where to click, tell them how to get there. And then enough people are going to do it to where you're going to start making, it becomes a numbers game and you're gonna start making some revenue from it. So in order to do this, to create the content around your product, we've already chosen our product and we've written a review on it. Now we need to create content around it. So think about the problems that people have that your affiliate product or your product in general would be the answer. So for an example, um, if you are promoting some type of car wax, so you're trying to clean your car, an, an article that you might want to write is how to clean my car. It's just that simple. Now notice how, Car wax isn't in that question. It's just how to clean my car. But the answer is use car wax. How to make my car shiny. You know, there's a group of people who may not even know that car wax is a thing, <laughs> that car wax even exists. It might sound weird, but trust me, that's the case. And then you can recommend your product and it may not just be car wax. You might show them a course on how to wax their car effectively. That is how we create content and not just content, but create income, passive income usually on our sites without having to constantly be sitting on it and looking at it and making sure things are happening. All we have to do is write the content once, it ranks on Google, and then we sit back and wait for the income to come in. It's a little easier said than done, but that's essentially the process. Now, once you have visitors on your site, there's an interesting statistic. I think the bounce rate on most of, uh, on one of my sites, I think the Project COVID case study, the bounce rate is around 88% on average, 89%. So, you know, people are landing on the site and splitting. 88 to 90% of the people who land on that site end up going somewhere else afterwards. That's actually a, a decent number, by the way. <laughs> but still, that's about what it is. Now, with that many people, who are landing on your site and then just completely disappearing, what am I supposed to do at that point? They're gone. I'll probably never see them again. But there's one thing that you can do that I did that really saw my revenue explode when I started doing it. And that was re-engaging with my visitors. And I did this specifically by re-engaging them using email. You see, without an email list, there's really, you know, my revenue had peaked on my old site, on one of my old sites. It was only, it was kind of stuck at a certain amount, pretty consistent, but it was stuck at a certain amount until I decided to re-engage visitors. So I came up with what's called a lead magnet. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a technical term, but a lead magnet is basically an ethical bribe that I would create for someone in exchange for their email address. So if you land on the site, you'll say, hey, why don't you download my free cheat sheet, download my free guide, or yada, yada, yada. And it's free, 100%, all I ask, it's for your email address. You know, that's what a lead magnet is. If you ever gone to a website, probably the second that you popped onto the website, a pop-up came up saying, hey, give me your email address. You know, you do this because you want to start building what's called KLT or the know, like, and trust factor. 
And what I would start doing is I would send emails that were related to the topic of the site or related of to, uh, to the reason as to why I captured their email addresses to begin with. So if I had a marketing website and they landed on an article that talked about email, then I'm going to send them email related emails, right? For lack of a better term. But the idea is I'm not always going to be asking for people to buy stuff off my list. I want to give good value as well. I want to tip the scales in my favor for being an authority in the space and which point no like and trust people are going to trust what it is that I do eventually recommend them to buy. And hopefully I can make some uh, commission on the back end. When I started doing that, my revenue quadrupled on that particular site. I started making money pretty much automatically because the emails that I was uh, sending, I had put on what's called an email autoresponder. So I only had to write the emails once and it will automatically send these emails day after day after day. But it was brand new to them because they were a new subscriber, right? So it's not like they were seeing the same emails. And then I would, you know, chime in probably once a week and write a handwritten you know, email that basically was, you know, maybe even commenting on things that are going on in the world to show people that, hey, I'm actually here. This isn't 100% automated. But that's not even required. You can probably get away with that. But the idea here is that people don't buy products. People buy people, okay? If you can get people to trust what you have to say, they will probably buy almost anything from you. So that's very powerful, but you gotta be careful as well because if you start promoting products that aren't helping people, then people aren't gonna trust you anymore, right? So you have to make sure that these are good products because we wanna build sustainable businesses that last for years, not just businesses that last for you know a few weeks or a few days. We don't want cash grabs. We want long, sustainable income. So here's a couple of actionable things that you can do to start re-engaging with the visitors on your site. Number one, when you start collecting emails, don't just say, join my newsletter. That's probably the weakest way to get people. People don't wake up in the morning thinking, you know what? I really could use more email. <laughs> That's not really how, how it works. You have to find a common problem that your audience has and create a checklist, a cheat sheet, a buying guide. If you really wanna be good at this, create a video you know, talking about it, video series, maybe four or five videos, helping people out of a jam. Just remember, make it something that's valuable. In fact, you might want to even charge for it, but if you're giving it for free just because you want the email address, just give it to them. So create something that's worthy of paying for and just give it away for free. Usually the first three emails in a sequence that I send, if it's for a niche site, or even if it's for you know, my main brand here um, with the Blogger Revolution, the first two to three emails is just saying, hey, how you doing? You know, this, my name is Chris, here's my story. You know, might even invite you to go watch a couple of videos or something like that to try to, to help you get out of a jam, to show you how to maybe make money online or start to make a passive income with a blog. And then, um, also is super important as well, invite people to respond. So say, hey, by the way, I'm a real person. Shoot me an email and we can chat. You know, whatever it is you have to talk about, you know, regarding the niche, obviously, or regarding the topic, whatever it is you want to talk about, let me know. I will personally respond to you. And I still do. Even to this day, I personally respond to every single email that I get from uh, my audience because that's the value that I like to provide. Plus, I just enjoy being helpful. Then the last 
two, three, four, maybe even five emails, then that's when you actually promote your product. Um, you promote your affiliate product or whatever it happens to be. It works wonders, especially when you are trying to uh, promote things that are a little more expensive because now you have a little more trust. Imagine someone who lands on your website and then you click on and they click on a link and then you offer them to go buy a five hundred or a thousand dollar product or item. You know, you're going to have it's going to take a little bit of convincing in order to do that. And someone who's just run into your brand is probably not going to trust you enough to be able to do that kind of thing. But if you go through the process of having a few emails, a few interactions with the actual person, then that goes a long way and say, okay, this is a real person. I might be more inclined to be able to purchase something bigger. And if they purchase something bigger, you are going to in turn get a bigger commission. All right. More expensive items means higher commissions. So that's pretty much the step-by-step -step process. So just to do a quick review, number one, find your reason, choose a niche, validate that niche, set up your blog sales funnel, and then re-engage your visitors through email. Now, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, great, glad to have you here. Go ahead and leave me a comment down below. Have you tried any of these processes? Have they worked for you? If they haven't worked for you, what do you think happened? Or just let me know, and maybe I can help you down in the comments as well. If you're on Apple Podcasts listening, you know, if you want to engage as well, you know, just find the YouTube video, or you can leave a, um, a review over on Apple Podcasts, which would be helpful as well. But regardless of what it is, if you want to get a little more in-depth on, on how to build up a passive income with a blog, be sure to go check out the free training that I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. It's a free passive income workshop that shows you exactly how I built a blogging business by honing skills within affiliate marketing and doing it to the point where I was able to ditch my nine to five job. And you only need about an hour or so a day in order to do this. So it's not super complicated and it's free. So there's really no excuse for you not to give it a try. So be sure to go check it out over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop.